Warning. The views expressed in this podcast are those of a fringe minority and have been deemed unacceptable by the Prime Minister of Canada. And now, your number one source for what's happening in Canada today. From the mind that brought you 222 minutes, this is my 222 cents. Three, two, one. Okay, so there's a big fucking convoy going across Canada right now. They're protesting the vaccine mandates. They don't like them. For you people not particularly familiar with the life of a trucker, let me elucidate. They spend their days in their vehicles by themselves. They drive by themselves. They sleep in the back by themselves. Mostly. Apparently there's this thing called a lot lizard, which is a lot like a union where the more you pay them, the more they fuck you. But I digress. Being a trucker is one of the loneliest jobs a person can have aside from farmer or liberal ethics advisor. They spend less time in contact with other people than the NDP spends in contact with economic realities. Take, for example, the federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, who spent a bit of time doing damage control recently because his brother-in-law was the largest donor to the Truckers for Freedom GoFundMe page at all. Like, in the whole country. This guy donated the most money single-handedly. For someone who pretends to be a man of the people, this should be a no-brainer. But not a great look for Jagmeet's strategy of never following through with anything. This thing has turned into a giant movement, and it's thanks in no small part to Gerald Butts, the disgraced former liberal advisor who stepped down as collateral damage during the SNC-Lavalin corruption scandal, sent out a bunch of ill-informed ivory tower bullshit tweets trying to demonize a grassroots effort. In doing so, however, he fueled the fire and helped awareness of it spread both far and wide. Hell, even my good personal friend Joe Rogan talked about it on a recent episode of his podcast. This is what's known on the internet as the Streisand Effect. Not to be confused with the butts effect, where everything that comes out of your mouth is shit. Breaking news. The Canadian Trucking Alliance has spoken out against the convoy. Truckers across Canada were baffled by the announcement, as very few of them even knew there was a such thing as the Canadian Trucking Alliance. Apparently, it's a government grant grifting front for partisan liberal support. On an unrelated note, I have recently started the Canadian Liberal Alliance. Our first order of business is to require that Justin Trudeau fuck all the way off. And you know it speaks for all liberals because its name is the Canadian Liberal Alliance. The media coverage of this has been pretty much exactly what you would expect. It's been the same boring playbook they always run. The first thing they did was straight up lie about it. According to CBC and Global, the convoy was protesting road conditions in BC. When that was outed as being a straight up fucking lie, they said that it was a very small convoy. When that was outed as being a straight up fucking lie, they tried to talk about the safety hazards posed by the convoy while still trying a bit on the edges to downplay its size and not being smart enough to realize that the two ideas contradicted each other. Seeing as that hasn't worked, they're now doing their level best to talk about how it is a far-right, racist, misogynistic, white supremacist, extremist group. Not a great plan. 
What they don't realize is that after years of calling anyone who disagreed with Trudeau all those things, they have completely lost any meaning, relevance, or deterrence. Literally everything that breaks with the approved narrative gets poisoned by this, but here's the thing. We're like the farm boy Wesley and the Princess Bride. We've been exposed to this Iocane powder of bullshit so many times that we've become immune, and the only people it's poisoning now are the pompous assholes who think they're smarter than everyone else. And so in this, as in everything else, the legacy media is trying to commit seppuku, or ritual suicide. And for some strange fucking reason, this is the only assisted death the liberals won't support. And now, both the dying legacy media and far-left extremist politicians are upset that people are fighting back. So-called journalists are complaining about the heat they're taking in terms of hate mail and sometimes threats. Politicians are supposedly in fear because protesters are showing up on the streets in front of their homes. Jody Gondek, Calgary's mayor in Sanium, was so distraught after they showed up in front of her house that she had the city council approve expensing $8,000 of home security equipment for each councillor. Do you have any idea how much fucking security you can get for $8,000? Think about it this way. You can get a complete home system from Canadian Tire for like 200 And yeah, it's going to be pretty basic and not amazing quality, but do you really need laser beams in your vault? Jesus peacefully protesting Christ. You're not protecting the Mona Lisa here, folks. These are angry citizens, not Ocean's Eleven. Another person who had to deal with this recently was George Chahal. You may recognize that name as he was the liberal member of parliament who was busted because of someone else's home security system catching him on camera stealing a rival candidate's pamphlet from their mailbox and replacing it with his own. This fucking dumbass literally had his name across the back of his shirt while he did it. And of course, this is something that Elections Canada takes quite seriously. You just can't have shit like this casting doubt on the legitimacy of an election. And so, of course, they punished him harshly. They gave him a fine of exactly 500 fucking dollars. Think about that for a sec. Him cheating during the election helped him win a job that will guarantee him $186,000 every year for the next four years. And all he had to do was pay $500. That's basically a fucking election expense. He literally made more than that in the first 24 hours after the election. When the consequences are non-existent, of course people are gonna fucking cheat. This is horseshit. And in classic Canadian conservative form, they said a couple ineffectual things about it that weren't interesting and no one listened. Look, assholes, you want some free advice? Here's what you do. You table a bill called the Chahal Act, which gives steep financial penalties to not the person, but the party this happened under, as well as automatically giving the second place candidate the seat. Then, when the liberals inevitably vote it down, and probably call you racist, you say, okay, we're officially telling every candidate and door knocker to do this in the next election. And if you want to stop us, you can make rules that aren't useless. But if you don't, we're only out 500 bucks. But of course they're never going to do that. That would be smart and ethical and force someone's hand in a way that would actually improve our country. Anyway, Chahal had a bunch of people show up at his place to protest and he was upset about it. 
bitch. You really don't have a lot of room to complain about dirty politics happening on your front porch. And to be fair, none of them do. See, here's how it's always worked. If a politician was getting out of hand, you could make your voice heard. You could raise a ruckus. And eventually, public pressure would be enough to force change. But they don't give a shit anymore. Increasingly, the political reaction to citizen unrest has been to shrug and say, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And that's fine. You do what you want, but you have to realize that there are consequences. What you've done is make yourself impervious to the usual methods of displaying anger. It's the same thing with the media. It used to be that if some idiot newspaper wrote completely asinine articles, you could just stop buying it, vote with your wallet, and they would suffer as a result. Then they're forced to either adapt or die. But now, with the endless media bailouts happening with your tax dollars, you can't help but pay for printed stupidity because if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail. It's literally illegal to not financially support bad media in Canada. And because of this, there's been a notable increase in how shitty and disconnected these pundits have become. Because, hey, they have a blank check to write whatever the fuck they want, and you still have to pay for it. The rules of engagement have changed. And to be clear, you shouldn't be writing letters to journalists calling them stupid cunts, and you definitely shouldn't be threatening them. You shouldn't be protesting in the streets in front of the homes of elected officials, but you have to understand where the people who do these things are coming from. All other means of affecting change have been taken away from them. Politicians can enact draconian laws that tear at the fabric of the lives of everyday citizens, and they're being propped up by increasingly irrelevant and partisan media outlets. This system is fucking broken, and there's no other matter of recourse. These people don't actually think that what they're doing is making a difference. They don't think that hateful messages and intimidation are going to alter the course we're on one bit. But I imagine they think that if those people have taken so much away from them, some of that hurt should go around. And that's what these insulated people can't seem to grasp. It doesn't matter if you think what someone's doing is right or wrong, it's still important to understand their motivation. But they don't do that. They don't even try. Instead, they get the actual commissioner of the RCMP to tell citizens to report things like this and any other potential sources of political unrest. It's a band-aid. How about instead of locking up people who feel like they have no options, you introduce a bit of accountability? The Toronto Star would be nothing more than an unfortunate footnote in Canadian media if it wasn't for the Liberals sidestepping the principle of open market and making them invulnerable to the consequences of being fucking garbage. When the politicians literally break the law to get elected, the only thing they get locked into is their cushy new job, and they face laughably small fines. When they lie through an election and then pull the mask off on day one, it doesn't fucking matter because you've got that mayor for the next four years and if you don't like it you can eat a fucking dick again this system is fucking broken and i don't support the things these people are doing in response to it but i get it the following paid promotion is brought to you by the canadian broadcasting corporation if you're looking for hard-hitting reporting on current events wherever they are Whenever they break an honest analysis, you're in the wrong fucking place, bucko. But if you want relevant opinions from folks that have absolutely nothing in common with you, 
ugly people with worse personalities and hideously large paychecks, you've come to the right place. We haven't become the trusted source of news for almost 1% of Canada for nothing. We make everything about race except for actual races. We don't do forecasts, we speculate about how the climate changes. And there's nothing either human or interesting about our human interest pieces. We are the CBC, and we don't give a fuck about what you think. And now, the My 222 Cents Jackass of the Week. Brought to you by the CBC. This week's Jackass of the Week is Justin Trudeau. Never in this man's entire political history has he ever taken responsibility for messes he created. I'm sure when he was a kid, he said someone else shit his pants. No responsibility for the economy, not elbowing that woman in the boober in Parliament, not groping a reporter, not wearing blackface, not going surfing during the Truth and Reconciliation Day he created, and definitely not for creating a country so fractured that a convoy across it became necessary. The people who wanted to be left alone have been stirred into action, and God help him. But yeah, circling back to this whole smearing of the convoy, we know it's going to happen. It's been tried a bit already, and it's only going to get worse. The thing you need to understand here is that the people against it are stupid, and stupid people are predictable. They're going to escalate their attempts to paint the convoy as a bunch of evil radicals. That's why Trudeau said that they're a fringe minority with unacceptable views, rather than say they're everyday citizens who have real issues with the way this country has become a dictatorial shitshow. It's why Aaron O'Toole won't go within a 70-kilometer convoy of talking about them. The people who are trying to say they're a bunch of anti-immigration rednecks are the same ones who want them to shut up and go back to where they came from, and they don't see the irony. So the next step is going to be to try to interview the craziest, stupidest looking person in the group and try to get him or her to say something totally outlandish, preferably while holding a tiki torch. It might be that the lazy Moncatanians are taking our jobs and should all be deported. Or it might be something as reasonable as saying that Roxham Road shouldn't be the only border crossing where a vaccine passport is not mandatory. Whether they say that Trudeau is a lizard man who is making the beavers gay, or that maybe the next government should work in the summer, the end result is going to be the same. It'll be taken out of context, turned into some weird race thing, then they'll try to hit you with the full court press of slander. So Convoy, if you're listening, and you should be because you've got a lot of driving time ahead of you, here's what I want you to know. First off, you're awesome. Secondly, I'd strongly recommend that the people you have speaking to the media are minorities. Personally, I don't give a shit what color someone is, but they do. And if it's a white guy, it'll be seen as an easy point against you. And guys, most of you are minorities already, so it shouldn't be much of a problem. Just don't count on anyone from CTV to point that out. Further, and this is crucial, you don't do any interviews where you're not simultaneously recording at all. They lie. We know they lie. They know that we know they lie. We know that they know that we know they lie. And they know that we know that they know that we know they lie. And they do it anyway. So when the inevitable legacy media interview happens, you have the full unedited version to post when they try to take you out of context. 
Now you're thinking one move ahead of them, and that's all you need to do to beat a stupid person. This supremacist washing is still going to happen, though. Address it head on. Don't apologize. Don't back down. Don't blink. That's not what you are, so don't give it credence. Call it stupid. Be brave. No one's done this in Canada yet, but it's a pretty simple concept. Look down the barrel of ham-fisted cancel culture and say no. I will not be moved. You're being dishonest and disingenuous, and I won't tolerate it. If you honestly think that this is about some radical end-of-spectrum movement, then you're too out of touch to report on it objectively. And if you don't think it is and are trying to smear it, just hold up a liberal sign and at least be honest about where you're coming from. Because this isn't about division. It's about unity. There's a Sikh temple on the way that's offering up food and lodging for anyone in the convoy. There's people out every morning with portable grills cooking up food before everyone leaves. People are lining the sides of the road from Vancouver to Ottawa with more Canada and Métis flags than the Olympics. Fuck, the Hutterites showed up for this. Do you have any idea how far things need to go before Hutterites get involved? This government is so thoroughly fucked that it made the Hutterites start using the internet. Wow. So that's it. To all the truckers out there, you're wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing. We support you wholeheartedly. The electrical vehicle crowd does too. They really wanted to be there, but were kind of vague on why they bailed on the trip. In the meantime, give this show a rating. Spotify has ratings for podcasts now. How do I know this? I gave this show five stars, and you should too. One final note. Yeah, I know Hutterites have internet. I'm not retarded. I dishonestly represented a minority for my own benefit. But unlike Justin Trudeau, I can admit it.